Working Interferences is intended for mature audiences. Since the hosts never grew up, someone needs to be the adult. Interferences with Josh and Lance, the dental advice podcast for the average dentist. Here is Josh and Lance. Bros, what is up? Welcome to the Working Interferences podcast, dental advice show. I'm Joshua Austin. And I am Lance Timmerman. Lance, how you feeling? Pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Man, I know you weren't feeling bad before. Well, I, I honestly, I, I didn't know how bad I was feeling. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> I when I breathe in deep, I feel like there's air there. <laughs> I'm breathing. Nice. Yeah, it's weird. Good. Who knew? Uh, another doctor visit since then? Uh, no, I was supposed to. I have an appointment in a couple of days with a cardiologist. So, okay. but I did uh, fill my prescription. How's this? So my prescription needed a pre-authorization. So I'm going, I went to pick up two things. Only one was there. And so I said, where's the other? And they're like, oh, we need a pre-auth. I'm like, oh, okay. How, how much would it cost if I just paid cash? Uh, $800. Nice. Oh, well, then, okay, I'll wait. But then I got home and I thought, fuck. So there's an app, GoodRx, where it gives you a little bit of a discount. So I, I save 100 bucks. I went and paid the seven. I could just see me saying, I'm going to save the $700 and then dropping dead on Saturday. So I bought it. And, and are you still working on getting that? Um, that I'll try to get. Off? Yeah, I'll try to get reimbursed, but I'm not holding my breath. I mean, it, so it feels to me it's like one of those things where <laughs> this isn't like it's for ED. It's not yeah. like it's for uh-huh. like Propecia to grow your hair. Like uh-huh. may, maybe kind of important, you know? Yeah. I and uh, it, yeah, <laughs> you shouldn't have to jump through hoops, but. At nine hundred dollars a month, I, I would jump through some hoops. Yeah, so I figured all the first ones on me, and then I'll do everything I can to f- move them forward. Get Whatever happened to the first taste is free? That's what whatever I happened thought. to drug dealers doing. Why don't pharmacists do that? Like, hey, first no. taste is on me. Crack dealers do it. Why doesn't right. the pharmacist? Yeah, come on, learn a lesson. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got in trouble last week. Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, not like. Not bad trouble, but I got I got like a, a mild talking to okay. by the people at Dental Economics. Uh oh. <laughs> so um, I got a call a couple weeks ago. Okay. Um, from from somebody asking me to do a, a, a gig, a speaking gig, a virtual speaking gig okay. um, for a hygiene meeting, and uh, there's like fourteen hundred attendees virtually. Okay. And I was like. Yeah, man, this is uh, somebody I know uh, really well, Sarah, uh, who listens to the show, shouts. Right. Um, and Sarah's got her own kind of platform where she does a bunch of CE stuff. And so, oh, cool. you know, she's like, hey, I'd love for you to do 90 minutes of, of Shanford Psyche. Um, so, you know, here's the date. Are you available? Yeah, I am. Cool. Boom, boom, boom. Here we go. Mm-hmm. So it turns out it's for a hygiene publication. Um, oh. Today's RDH. Uh, which I'm, I, I, I've never worked with before. I've never, you know, I, they don't know me. I don't know them. So, um, is the, it, is the publisher a periodonist? 
I don't know who the publisher is, to be honest with you. I've never worked All with right. them. Um, so it turns out that on that same day, mm-hmm. RDH Magazine, which is sort of the um, sister publication to Dental Economics, mm-hmm. was having their big virtual <laughs> meeting on the same day called Under oh. One Roof. And normally Under One Roof is a big in-person meeting. Of course, obviously, this year it's, it's virtual. And so... Okay. Same day, DE had under one roof, and then today's RDH wanted to have this other thing through this other platform. Um, and I, like, I, I first off, I didn't ask questions like, who you know, what is this for? Who's doing this? Whatever. It was just mm-hmm. like, yeah, cool, I'm in. Yeah. You know, I, it, the honorarium was good. I'm like, I, you know, a chance to do 90 minutes of that was was great. Um, so I did it, and then I, I you know, signed the contracts on. Then I got an email. Like last week or the week before from from Craig, my publisher, saying like, mm-hmm. hey, you know, like you're with us and this is... And I was like, hey, man, like I have to plead ignorance. Like I didn't even know. And then the more I thought about it, I was like, you know, like they don't pay me a salary. Like I'm an independent mm-hmm. contractor. Right. And I had actually applied. I had submitted an abstract to be on the Under One Roof program and they declined it. Yeah. So like... I gave them a chance to have it. And they said, then, no. Yeah. They got the right of first refusal. Right. And declined. And it's like, I, you know, if I was on full-time payroll, they were paying my insurance yeah. and I was like a full-time employee. Mm-hmm. Maybe Chris is like that. I don't know. I don't know what Chris's scenario is with them. I don't know if he's an empl- paid uh-huh. employee or if he's an independent contractor like us, um, but I'm okay. like an independent contractor. So it's kind of like, you know, I don't know. Like, I, I guess in retrospect, I should have asked first, but I re- like, I honestly didn't know that it was for a different publication that was doing. I had no idea when right. one, under one roof was. Mm-hmm. So I kind of, I kind of, of, of. I mean, I played dumb because I was dumb. Um, <laughs> easy, easy to play. Yeah, <laughs> it's a it's easy. It's playing playing dumb for me is like the simplest second nature. Yeah, yeah. it's really easy. <laughs> Um, but I mean, anyway, like I, I, so I said, like, do you want me to back out, whatever? And he was like, no, just next time ask us. I'm like, all right. Like, I don't, when, when is this mm-hmm. weird confluence of events going to ever happen again? Yeah, you know? The next pandemic, you be sure. To, yeah. Uh, make sure to run it by when I'm speaking for another hygiene meeting. That's the same day as uh-huh. another hygiene meeting. So it was like 1400 hygienists on it. And I, I did plug the show. So we may have some new listeners this oh, week. Nice. Shouts to any, any new hygienists listening from, from the CE Zoom gig. Um, we'll, we'll, but we will, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll be nice this week. Okay. Hygienist. No, I'm <laughs> kidding. We're, we're generally for the most part, we're, Ish. we're, we're, we're hygiene, we're hygiene positive on this show. Lance. Yeah, that's right. Um, we're not gram negative. No, definitely not. <laughs> so I, I, I did uh, a couple of days ago, I called sort of the version of Chris Salerno for RDH magazine is a, uh-huh. is a really great woman named Jackie. Okay. And uh, I called Jackie and just like, hey, Jackie, listen, I just wanted to, you know, tell you, like, I make sure there's no hard feelings and I'm sorry. Like that, that wasn't certainly wasn't my intention going into this to under try to undercut you guys. And I had applied mm-hmm. and, you know, was 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 my abstract was turned down. It was granted it was for a different talk because I didn't mm-hmm. have Shamford Psyche at that point. Um, but still, like I applied and I got turned down and then this other company asked me and I didn't know who it was and all of that. So. Um, she was certainly super cool. Um, and, and she yeah. was, you know, she had, she had no hard feelings. So, um, I, I'm, I'm sure both meetings did, did really well, but there's like 1400 people. It was, it was that's pretty, pretty crazy. good. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Actually. I never look at, uh, I never look at my surveys or my ratings. 
Um, so I, I don't know. Like I just judging by the chat box, it seemed like it did really well. Okay. Um, so and I played uh, I played the phone call, the robocall phone call <laughs> uh-huh. for the first time, like in a lecture. Um, and I sort uh-huh. of set it up. It's one of those things. It's like Paul Homily teaches this stuff where he's like, "Man, if you have like a good story, if you're good at it, you can make the story." pertainable to anything. Just just figure out, like, just think about it for a few minutes. You'll figure out how to do it. And so I I knew I wanted to try to get this in there. I thought I had a good idea. And Mm -hmm. so I talked about like the difference between a big T trauma and a little T trauma. It's like capitalized trauma or or a low case trauma. Okay. And because my therapist talks about this a lot. She talks about like big T trauma, your dad dying, right? Like that was my dad dying, big T trauma. Uh-huh. Um, divorce, all like those are big T traumas, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Getting fired from your job, that that sort of stuff. That'll do it. Um, little T traumas are are can be just as important and they can actually like all like, kind kind of confluence together into sort of these bigger threads and these bigger these bigger sort of uh more these like these like little streams that turn into rivers, right? Right. And and so like the little T trauma was like the embarrassment of having to walk into that car dealership and talk to that woman who, who (laughs) you know, and just be embarrassed, like be super embarrassed. And the funny thing is, so we talked, uh, I I actually talked um, about it with my therapist a couple weeks ago. And, and, and so we, we had the discussion about, you know, in your life, um, you don't remember the wins as much. Right. 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 So like for, for, for instance, like my main stage gig at Dent Splice Arona World, mm-hmm. um, I, I have very little recollection of it. Oh, really? um, very little. I re- there's like a couple of little moments I remember, um, but it's very hazy and vague. Because mm. um, you were drunk? <laughs> yes, and and high. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Um, we don't do no, that. Yeah. Just <laughs> yeah. I mean, just just I think just the juice. You know, just the yeah. Yeah. catecholamines running through the system, right? Yeah. Um, and then, but the memory I have of walking into that dealership <laughs> to pick up my car the day and explain to that woman, like I, that uh-huh. was a robot you were talking to. That wasn't me. I'm not trying out for American Idol. I'm so sorry. You had like a four minute conversation with the robot. I don't know why your number is flagged as, as spam. It just is like, I'm not sure. Um, I re- still remember like, as I was walking into that office, uh-huh. I still remember like looking down at my feet in embarrassment. I still remember like the pattern of the tile on the floor. Really? Right. Like I remember like f- super fine details. And if you think about your life and you think about like the cringe worthy moments, right? Like the things you've done oh, yeah. that are super embarrassing. So like, you remember the specific <laughs> details of those uh-huh. Uh-huh. 30 years later, like with absolute perfect clarity. And like, why is that? Why is it that your brain? It's so crystal clear on that. And then it's not super crystal clear on like the things that you'd love to remember. Right. Right. And um, it's all like your brain trying to protect you. Right. Okay. So that like that situation of that embarrassment was traumatic on my brain. Um, uh-huh. You know, little T, but not a big T. Um, and so your brain like hard codes that into memory in such a way to protect you from doing that again. Right. So protect mm-hmm. you from having to be in that situation again. And so, okay. um, that kind of is a, that, that was like an example of a little T trauma. Right. And, and sort of, and like, I remember we had like a therapy session where like, I, she was like, name your most five embarrassing cringeworthy moments. And it was like easy one, two, three, four, five exact scenario, like color of the paper, you know, that was in front of me, like just down to the fine detail. I can tell you everything about the room I was in, all that. And she's like, name your top five wins. And I was like, like personal wins. And I was like, uh, (laughs) 
can't even yeah. remember. You know, like I can't think of one. Yeah, I don't know. You know, there's a couple of them, but like I don't have. I don't. I yeah. certainly don't have those vivid memories. So played well. Um, I you know that 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 call is is just so. Um, oh, it's it's so vivid, and it's so great, and, and so at, you know I'm on webcam as this is playing, um, and so I'm kind of checking my phone and whatnot. Uh-huh. But like I find myself like sort of just like face palming it, you know, like it's uh-huh. happening and just like, uh, like cringe. Yeah. Um, and I just imagine like when we can get back to live lectures, the act yeah. out that I can do when, when that's playing is going to oh. be unreal. So yeah. uh, that, that has the opportunity to be like, uh, sure. I think um, I, I've got a couple other signature bits, like, like French laundry is the signature bit. Sure. Um, the great Dane poop story is a signature bit. Um, I think this kind of has, has the the hallmarks of of that oh, yeah. being kind oh, of deal. Yeah. So I'm excited sure. to get back on the road at some point so I can do Yeah. It. Yeah, no kidding. So I can do it. So yeah, hopefully I don't get fired <laughs> for this. Um we'll see. Oh well. Lance, this is an advice show. It is this week. We answer your <laughs> questions. We answer questions we find on all those neat little dental Facebook groups. We answer questions from Reddit. Reddit we strive to help dentists and dental team members their own unique brand advice. So please, we need your questions. They are the sustenance we crave. You can submit your questions to workinginterferences at gmail.com. No, we don't want just any question. Do we, Lance? Not this week. We don't want a bunch of boring questions like, what's the best hygiene publication? Because we all know that Clinician Reports, Hygiene Report, is the greatest hygiene publication of all time. We want the questions that Gordon Christensen cannot answer. I think he can answer that one. I bet he could. Pretty for sure. If you asked mm-hmm. him, he would tell you. Mm-hmm. The, the CR hygiene report. Um, I get I get CR and they include the hygiene report with that. It doesn't come as often. It's like quarterly, I think, versus monthly for the for the regular CR report. Mm-hmm. And I always give it to my hygienist. I have no clue if they read it. Yeah. So I yeah. think what I'm going to do next time is I'm going to next time it comes I'm going to write a pop quiz. I'm going to read it first <laughs> no. and write a pop quiz. And then I'm going to give it to the hygienist, and uh-huh. then like two days later I'm going to give them the pop quiz. That'll be interesting. And see if they pass. I'm. Very curious as to the results. That'll be good. I'm excited about this. I think that could be. I, yeah, I, I, I will read the. I will read the. Uh, when I do it, I will read the uh, results on the air. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I give the hygiene hygienist all the publications too, and I just assume that. Know. Yeah, that I, yeah. I just assume that it goes in the garbage can. Uh huh. And I, like, I don't. I think it's part of the package that I pay for. Hmm. So, but I don't think I'm specifically paying extra for that. It's just like part of the package. Right. So it's not, but like, I just feel like, hey, I'm paying for this. Mm-hmm. You should, you should at least just like per- peruse it. Right. I would, I would hope. Yeah. Uh, eh. Maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> Reddit user PNSRTA asks Legitimate question Is there a risk to consuming semen after brushing your teeth regularly? Title says it all, I think. This happens frequently enough for me to wonder if it could impact the health of my teeth. <laughs> oh, God. Lucky. Someone's lucky. Yeah, no shit. I know, of course, that I could make sure to only indulge like that before brushing my teeth. But things just don't pan out like that most of the time. <laughs> I know one quote unquote load will contain protein, fats, carbs, and varying and poorly documented amounts. But totaling in less than one calorie. That seems low to me. Less than one calorie? I'm a diet food. (laughs) I'm going to have to check this out. Uh, And I'm generally pretty clueless about the exact mechanics of tooth decay. 
I just want to avoid cum carries. It's legitimately what it says. It says I, the sentence. I know. I I just want to avoid cum carries. <laughs> and I know I'm not making it easier on myself and conveying that uh, it's not a meme question, but please bear with me. Lance, <laughs> what's the best way to avoid cum carries? First, before you answer that question, okay, mm-hmm. can we make the title of this episode cum carries? We damn well can. <laughs> Is it going to be an issue? Is it going to be a problem for anybody? Uh, not that I'm aware of. I can't think of any. I mean, I just, maybe your This publisher? is a legitimate question. <laughs> This is a legitimate question uh-huh. that somebody had on Reddit in the dental uh-huh. subreddit. Yeah. I'm not making this shit up. I will send anybody a screenshot of this question. It's mm-hmm. it's the only question we've ever done that has a gold award on Reddit. Someone gave this a gold award. It's got 109 upvotes. Um, what? Well, yeah, I'm not familiar with Reddit enough. A gold award? It, yeah, it, so if you like a post, like if you really like a post, you can give it a you can give it gold. Oh. And they get like 500 gold coins if you give them that. Oh, you can wow. get gold coins by getting awarded on your posts um or you can buy gold coins to give out. And so Wow. Um it's like you'll see in big time subreddits posts with thousands of upvotes that will have a few awards on them. Hmm. This is the first time I've ever seen an award or I've never seen a post in dentistry get mm-hmm. um, awarded anything, um, especially a gold, a gold. Like wow. if you, if you join the Reddit premium, you get 700 gold a month and a gold award is 500 gold. So that would mean like if you, it's like almost a month's supply of your gold. Wow. Hey, that's way too deep Reddit shit. Yeah. That's... Um, huh. I just thought Reddit was like a poor man's Facebook. No, I think it's way better. It, well, it depends on what you're looking for. Yeah, I guess. Um, I, I would r- much rather spend time on Reddit than Facebook, but okay. Um, that anyway. Yeah, that's, that's just me. Okay. Um, can you get cum carries, Lance? I'm sure you can. I'm just not aware of the research. Maybe we should l- apply for a grant. To, find, and, to do some studies, well, let's. Yeah. All right, how do we know that hasn't been done? So let's uh, let's PubMed. Make sure you're here. So when you're searching and googling, make sure you're in incognito. No, I'm in I'm in PubMed, <laughs> so I'm on PubMed. Okay. Um, I'm just. Gonna, I, I don't know what else. I'm. I just searched for semen. Yeah. What else should I? Yeah. Semen I nutrition, maybe. <laughs> Lots of asparagus and pineapple. Um, antioxidant supplements and semen parameters and evidence-based review. Uh, this is about the influence of nutrition on quality of semen. Oh. Um, mm-hmm. The association between serum vitamin D, fertility, and semen quality. Diet, uh, dietary fatty acids affect semen quality. This A lot of this seems to be um, quality of sperm. Okay. Um, how about how about semen? I'm just going to do semen carries. Do we know the pH? All right, so that that'll be next. I'm trying okay. to first off. I'm trying to see if there's any. I mean, is semen a, a fermentable okay, carbohydrate? Well, you don't want baby bottle carries, 
and you don't want to get, you know, you, you don't want to go to bed with dick in your mouth because you might get uh, <laughs> cum carries. <laughs> this is, all right, so l- listen to this. Bacterial foci in the teeth, oral cavity, and jaw. Secondary effects of bacterial colonies with respect to bacteriospermia and subfertility in males. I, I don't know what that means. <laughs> I, I don't either. <laughs> yeah, I didn't do my I don't even know what bacteriospermia is. I just feel like this has to be evidence-based, Lance. If we're going to not get in trouble, this has to be... Okay. Like real journalism, hardcore research. Yeah. Okay. Um, it looks like bacteriospermia is when there's bacteria in your in your semen. Is so it normal? Um, no. No. <laughs> um, that and that causes issues. It's an invisible infection in the general tract of a male, um, and that causes issues, obviously, with um, uh, fertility. So there's not really a good study on this. It's never been done. At least that's that's how how I searched for it on PubMed. Hmm. Um. All right, so so we know that there's not any of that. So now let's look. I, this is from Healthline. This is how many calories are in the average semen ejaculation. It's between 5 and 25 calories per teaspoonful. Um, an average ejaculation uh, contains one teaspoonful on average. Mm, okay. Now, if you're obviously, if you're Peter North, that's you're well north of that, you know. Um, if it's your third round in two hours, it's going to be, it's going to be less. Gotcha. Um, oh God, <laughs> this is a 2013 study that looked at the nutritional composition of semen Oh, and it found average protein concentration of semen is 5,000 milligrams per 100 ml. So what that means oh, was Jesus. some grad assistant somewhere <laughs> had to handle a hundred milliliters oh, of semen. So that would be um, r- roughly 20, 20 ejaculates, somewhere in there, right? Okay. If, it's, if the average one is five. Okay. Um. So let's see what else we can find here about. Um, all right. So pH. Semen has a very high buffering capacity, much higher than most other fluids in the body. Semen maintains its pH near neutral in the acidic environment. So the pH of of human semen is up to debate, and there's variation depending on the different researchers. Most researchers used um, like the pH indicator paper Uh or a pH electrode, Um, and, and you get different numbers when you do it different ways. Um, Now, if you had a bunch of pineapple and uh, with the citric acid cause the um, pH to be different. I don't think that's going to get all the way there. Just improve the flavor? I think that's a wives tale. Yeah, I I think that's probably a wives tale. Okay. All right. I mean, it's it's part of the reason that we love pineapples, but I I don't, I I doubt that it probably does. Okay. Gotcha. As much. Um, 
I did see that uh, someone was, uh, there was a rumor. So someone asked Snopes, did the ADA say semen reduces plaque and tartar by 77%? No, there's no, that has to be, <laughs> it's, that it has a, to be false, right? It was false. It was false. Okay. Yeah. But John Hall's kombucha is the a ADA great is, way. Yeah, it's exactly. The ADA is not nearly that cool. No, no. <laughs> um, it looks like, so the different studies show between 7.1 and 8.0. So even at the lower pH, it's still slightly, still pretty, yeah. slightly more basic than than neutral. Uh huh. So that's that's important. Um, I'm trying to. There is cit- citrate in human semen, but it's anot anionically charged. Hmm. Which means it's not going to be super duper acidic. Okay. This gets into the fucking osmolarity of semen. <laughs> semen is notable for its high osmolarity. Yeah, that's why it's notable. Duh. It's substantially higher than that of blood plasma. Okay. Depends greatly on the concentration of sugars and other organic concentrations as well as ionic salt concentrations. Okay, so there, I guess there is. So there is fructose and glucose. Fructose concentration, because it is considered a measure of semen vesicle function, has been studied in great detail. Studies indicate that there's a wide variation in fructose concentration. And, And that can vary as a function of age, time since collection, and several other things. But fructose is an important source of energy for sperm themselves. So that's why they that's why they study that. Okay. Who knew? Hmm. So there is some sugar there. So that could be a problem. Yeah. Come carries is a big risk. The mean average fructose and glucose concentrations in the study we reviewed were 272 milligrams per 100 ml. And 102 milligrams per 100 ml. So 272 milligrams per 100 ml of fructose and 102 per 100 ml of glucose. So if you're if you're breaking that down, mm-hmm. um, let's do some math here so we can get exact per average load. 272 by 100, so 2.72 times 5, 13.6 milligrams of fructose per average load. Mm. And then 5.1 milligrams of glucose per average load. All right, then. That's pretty sweet. I've never tasted it, so I can't. (laughs) How much glucose does it take to develop a cavity? Um... So I, I, I guess there's not a good way to translate grams of sugar to karyogenicity because I guess that like every person's going to react differently to that, right? Mm-hmm. Based on their his or her caries risk assessment, mm-hmm. right? So should we be doing a caries risk assessment before we engage in these practices, Lance? It just seems prudent. I think it's probably a good idea. (laughs) 
these all these new hygienists are loving this. Yeah, <laughs> both of them. <laughs> um, the bulk of proteins found in semen derive from seminal vesicles, although albumin is mainly a prostat- pr- prostatic origin. I've never had to say that word before. Huh. Um, indi- a review of the literature indicates that albumin makes up one third of the protein con- con- content of semen. The amino acid content of semen is much higher than that of plasma. So it seems like there's maybe a little bit more amino acids than there are actual like full chain proteins. Hmm. Who knew? Uh, viscosity. Jesus, I don't really want to read about <laughs> the viscosity. Um, no. Yeah. And so the volume, it looks like um, the, the, you know, most studies show between uh, four and five milliliters is, is average. Okay. Um, other components, lactic acid, 62 milligrams per hundred ml. Urea, 45 milligrams per hundred ml. Mm. I don't know. Like if that's, that doesn't seem like all that much. I sure. <laughs> <laughs> this is a lot of, this is a lot of information on. Yeah. On semen a lot. Um, inquiring minds wanted to know. So pH is on our side. Yeah. Right. For, Mm -hmm. for not causing caries. Right. There's a little bit of sugar that may make someone who is of high caries risk. Well, the only thing I could, I could think of would be just the indirect. Is it feeding the bacteria and the bacteria itself is going to secrete the acid. So, well, yeah, I mean, that's, that's definitely the indirect, but the direct, I don't know that it's necessarily a risk. No, because it's going to be, it's a pH it's neutral. neutral. It's not yeah. an acid. Yeah. So I think we're good. So it's just like that small little bit of fructose and glucose that's in there that could cause it, cause an issue. Sure. Did you guys have nutrition in dental school? Like maybe one lecture. I, oh, really? It may be. Okay. Yep. So we had a whole nutrition course. I, like I could be wrong. Semester. I might have had a semester of it and slept <laughs> through it. <laughs> Obviously, you don't remember it. <laughs> right. Um, we had a whole nutrition course. And it was, I believe it was like tail end of sophomore year. So okay. it was like, and, and I could be wrong. It could have been first part of junior year, but I'm pretty sure it was like spring of sophomore year. And it was to the point, like we had already had kind of oral surgery lecture at that point, And mm-hmm. we'd done a bunch of pros. Um, labs and, and, and lectures. And so we, we had already kind of taken on the fact or, or, you know, you get taught in dental school, the sort of attitude of like, man, if you're not slinging a handpiece, mm-hmm. you're, you're like not a real dentist. Right. Right. And, and, and that, that sort of happened. I like freshman year, I don't think you really know, but by sophomore year, you're sort of like, yeah, man, slinging a handpiece is like, this is why I'm here. Mm-hmm. It's sort of fighter jock mentality. Right. A little bit. Right. Right. And it became really apparent really quickly that nutri- the nutrition course director and, and lecturers were not, <laughs> they were not cool, right? Like after we've had oral surgery and after yeah, we've had like yeah. fixed and all that stuff, we weren't like, we weren't impressed with their garbage bullshit. For sure. Right. So I remember one, and we used to have these quizzes in there and that lady would like, it was like short answer stuff. And it would be like, I, I just remember one thing in particular. She had this quiz. Mm-hmm. And she put true or false sugar-free gummy bears are karyostatic. Explain. So that means sugar-free gummy bears arrest caries. Right. Or, or at least like are, are 
carries neutral, right? Sure. Okay. And we're all like, they're fucking gummy bears. I don't care if they're sugar-free or not. Like they're sticking to the teeth. Like just because they're like glucose-free, just because they're they're complex, like there's still sugar alcohols in there, right? Okay. But the and real question all- is, did you put your weed in there? <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, this was before like the legalization. This was like okay. mid 2000. So right. w- none of us had any idea that a gummy bear could carry, um, <laughs> could carry THC molecules. Right. Um, and I just remember like her insisting that sugar-free gummy bears were karyostatic and like okay. a good thing to like have high karyosis patients eat. And I just remember like the clash is going fucking ballistic <laughs> and just be like, this is bullshit. You're wrong. You don't know what you're talking about. This whole, cl- I, I mean, I distinctly remember this in class. Wow. Like just everybody throwing up their hands and just being like, that's bullshit. Like just like booing this lady. Ugh. And I remember like at some point, like we got an email from somebody in the Dean's office. Like you guys can't heckle the professors. <laughs> like, this is a thing. And wow. we used to have class liaisons. Did you guys have that? Did you guys have like one person in in like yeah. for each class that was like in charge of going to visit with the professor and like I challenging so. questions and stuff like that? I think so. I remember the person that was the nutrition one was just like thrown in the middle of this like fracas of of the the nutrition professor was pissed off because how disrespectful we were, and we mm-hmm. were just like, "Oh, like you're full of bullshit, like, <laughs> we, like you're garbage anyway," and yeah. now you're like challenging us with this like these bullshit trick questions, you yeah. know? Um, and I just distinctly remember that. And then I remember we had to do, God, we had to do for we had to do like a whole deal junior year. You had to have like three patients do like a food diary. And you yeah. had to like review it with them and like yeah. go, and it's like such dog shit. Yeah. It was such dog shit. And I remember, you know, they were really high on the fact that, oh, like there's a code for nutritional counseling in the ADA CDT. Sure. Yeah, and code. they were like, oh, like you can, you know, you can bill for this. This is like, <laughs> this is a profit center. You can't collect for it, but. Well, I was going to say like you can't, collect, and even if you could, it'd be like $40. Yeah. And I remember we spent hours on that bullshit. Yeah. Like this, why are you teaching us this shit? Like, why don't you just give like all of us resources mm-hmm. for nutritional advice or nutritional counseling, like where I can fucking refer somebody to, because mm-hmm. I am never going <laughs> to talk about this shit. So yeah. like, give me, get like, give us, here's five nutritional places in Austin, five in Dallas, five in San Antonio, five in Houston. The vast majority of you are going to be in one of those cities. Th- that's it. Course over. Like, you know, refer this shit out. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's what they do in ortho. Why can't they do the same fucking thing for right, this? Right. We're wasting our time with this. And then in ortho, it's like, yeah, just refer everything anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, no, just do that shit with nutrition. You <laughs> you know, you want to know why? You want to know why they do that? I'm getting off on a fucking rant here. It's oh. because it's expensive to pay a fucking orthodontist to teach us anything. So they get these old fucking orthodontists that don't know anything or that don't that don't care anymore. I'm sure they mm-hmm. knew something at some point. They don't mm-hmm. give a shit anymore. So they make it as complex as fucking possible. So you want to refer everybody your ortho out, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. But how much does it cost to hire a fucking nutritionist? 40 grand a year. So we were stu- chock-a-block full of fucking nutritionists to tell us uh, all mm-hmm. like hours and hours and hours of nutritional counseling. Just none of us are ever going to fucking do because you can't you can't bill for it. And because right. we have $400,000 of fucking student loans, I can't be wasting an hour with my patients talking about sugar-free fucking gummy bears. <laughs> so kick the fucking nutritionist out to the fucking street and hire a real orthodontist to teach us how to do Invisalign. 
and how to do uh-huh. a molar upright and how to make a fucking retainer. Like, no, we can't have any of that. But here, let me show you how to do food journaling with your patient. <laughs> Just such dog shit. It's such dog shit. Um, sorry. Huh? R- rant is over. It's fine. <laughs> how did we get talking about that from semen? I, I really don't um, know. <laughs> all right. So let's go back to the question. Okay. All right. So all things equal. Mm-hmm. This poster is definitely saying like, in a perfect world, I would do this before I brush my teeth. Thing, uh-huh. brush my teeth. Right. But that usually doesn't happen. So am I going to get caries just from that? I doubt it. I, I can't. Like, unless you just consume no other sugars whatsoever. And you know, like, I guess, I mean, if you're sucking a lot of dick, I guess so. I mean, how much? Like, that's a lot. That is a lot. Yeah, I think it had to take a, like 100 mLs, right? Like, to, I mean, sure. it seems like how much... Because if you think about it, how many, there's like 272 milligrams per 100 ml, like milligrams. How many grams are in a sugar of, how many grams of sugar in a can of Coke? I have no idea. Oh, it's a lot. That's grams. Okay. And you're talking milligrams with the fructose. Right. Yeah. So there's just like, it would have to be the world's largest bukkake. 39 grams of sugar in one 12 ounce can of Coke. Okay. So if there's 39 grams of sugar, that's, hold on, 39. That's 39,000 milligrams of sugar in mm-hmm. one Coke. So it would be that's a lot of dip. gallons of semen to get to like the sugar content of one can of Coke. I think they're safe. Right? Probably. I mean, that's, where were we at? I think that's what we figured out. It was fructose was. I should have written this down. Yeah. So I could show my work. <laughs> Do you remember having to show your fucking work and carry the one? Yeah. Oh. I used to get so mad because it'd be like I would just sort of do it in my head. Yeah. Or, or sort of you know At do it in a way it. that like yeah, yeah where like you couldn't really but I like I logically knew how I got there. Yeah. Like what does it matter? What does it matter like for you to see my work? Like is the answer right or not? Mm-hmm. How I got there should not matter. Exactly. Um. Where did this go? Yeah, so it was like 272 per 100 mLs. Okay. So it would take 143 beakers of 100 mLs. <laughs> so let's do some more. So, how many dicks did it? After. 14,300. It's like, it's, it's a lot. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's a lot. It's, oh my God. It's, it's, it's gallons worth. So, I mean, it just seems like, man, you'd have to have the highest carries risk in the world for this to cause you a problem. Mm Mm-hmm. It's a good question. Yeah. That's that's an interesting one. Hadn't heard of that one before. And Would well. it surprise you to know that this Redditor only had one post? <laughs> no. Um, 
this was funny. Uh, on the post, uh, a poster named Dr. D's Nuts says, I'm a dentist and I've literally produced gallons of semen. So you might say I'm a bit of an expert. The critical pH of enamel is 5.5. This means below 5.5, a substance is acidic enough to melt the tooth, actually removing minerals from tooth structure. Semen, aka man milk. Thank you for that, Dr. <laughs> D's Nuts. Is nearly neutral. In fact, more basic. It's exactly the stuff that we talked about. Uh-huh. Um, so allowing baby batter to be on your teeth prior to sleep. <laughs> uh, or brushing has no appreciable effect on acidity. There is a small amount of fructose. So they're gotten to the same place. Um, <laughs> but uh, the effect of it on your diet would be negligible. Um, so if you want to be a good partner and swallow the kids, go ahead. <laughs> cool. Um, so I, that's kind of where we ended up, right? I think so. Yeah. I, I do like um, patient, or I'm sorry, uh, poster um, Maca Baloney <laughs> said, and I quote, I can't wait to hear about this on Working Interferences podcast. Oh, really? Which I just yes, I just fucking love it. I just oh love wow, it. okay. I love it. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, that's one of the best questions we've ever had. It's I a different so. way, you know. We, it's a different sort of right. attack of the same question mm-hmm. because normally it's like, oh, dry socket, you know, wisdom teeth, blah blah blah. This was like, hey, let's talk about decay. So we did. We did that. We talked about nutrition. Talked about all kinds of stuff. Um, we're just going to do two questions tonight because I knew that was going to have a lot of meat on that bone. So this one we'll we'll plow (laughs) through pretty fast. All right. Uh, Reddit user Gamble Stock Idiot asks, gravity bong, five days after wisdom teeth removal, safe? If I use a GB, will I be safe to not get dry sockets? It's been five days with no smoking or vaping. So I figured a GB is a good place to start because of how you don't have to suck in like a normal bong or blunt. Well, I got to admit something here. I'm not familiar with a gravity bong. I have no idea what a gravity bong. Let me Google this shit. What is a gravity bong and how do you make one is the first hit. Um, First, are you 21? Um, A gravity bong, also known as a geeb or a jeeb. It's a cannabis consumption method that uses two empty plastic bottles to funnel smoke through water and push it into the consumer lungs. Gravity bongs work by submerging a small bottle with a bowl of cannabis on top in a larger bottle or bucket of water. While while lighting the cannabis, slowly draw the bottle out of the water to fill with smoke from the burning cannabis. Unscrew the lid, put your mouth over the bottle's opening, and push down and let gravity propel the cannabis smoke into your lungs. Voila. Do gravity bongs get you higher? The short answer is yes. Gravity bongs force heavily concentrated smoke into your lungs, filling them to capacity beyond the average hit from a pipe or a joint. Huh. It looks like you make one with like a couple of, of like plastic soda bottles uh-huh. um, and some foil. So it, I mean, anytime you're talking about like engineering something at home that involves foil to smoke something, like it just seems like smoking meth, right? Like we're one step closer to like hard, hard drugs. Well, I'm looking at a, at a video of this guy doing it and it looks almost like the, the method, like a hookah is where it's sitting on top. And as he withdraws the second bottle, there's still some sucking action to get the smoke in there, but huh. It's like pushing it. Yeah. Yeah, Interesting. 
I had never heard of that. Do you? I mean, I, probably the answer to this is probably no. But okay. Um, <laughs> did you ever use an Apple? Uh huh. Really? Yeah. So that was kind of like the the like cool kids way when I was like in college. I I don't ever remember hearing anything about this. Exactly. I mean, I, I you know the the Coke can, the Apple, the yeah, and, 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 and you are using a bottle, but not like like mm-hmm. this is this is a little bit more MacGyvered. Yeah, yeah. I just wonder these fucking potheads with all this like <laughs> with all the thought and effort that goes into this. Yeah. Because potheads will like put in some work on on like getting high. Like, I can always put in work on it. I always think of man, you could use your powers for good. Right, that's the thing. <laughs> we could solve. We could cure cancer or AFib. And I'm, you know, sir, like I am. Yeah, we got to cure that AFib. Um, I'm not like I'm not a a, a, a prude or I'm not mm-hmm. a, a puritan by any stretch of the to say like weed is destroying people's lives or anything. I just feel like. Uh-huh. I don't know any, I, I know very few people who have gotten high or have gotten rich by getting high. Right. Right. And it was like, whoever like engineered this shit, um, like probably could have engineered something that could have made a lot of money. And like, no, right. like you're just, you end up, you're just getting high out of a fucking well, Ozarka bottle. I think what it ends up doing is that it makes you happy with where you are. And so there's no ambition. <laughs> you're just like, Oh, that's cool. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> They really they did turn into like mechanical engineers. Yeah. When it comes to that. Yeah. But nothing else. Like no yeah. other, you know, for the most part. I mean, Pretty I'm much. sure there's Okay, so I'm I'm watching this. This is a Vice video. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. It does remind me of like an Ochem lab experiment. Except you put your mouth on it at the end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I don't remember doing that like when we made, um, you know, fucking eugenol oil or whatever in, mm-hmm. in organic chemistry lab. Um, <laughs> this is pretty cool. I'm, I have to say I'm impressed. I do think there's got to be less, there's got to be less negative pressure in your mouth with that. Yeah. Yeah. Looking at just puffing a spleef. Yeah. Yeah. So not being an expert, but I'm I'm pretty sure that yeah you're going to be fine with your uh, your dry sockets. I feel like we need to try it. So I'm reading some of these comments, and it's like, yeah, you guys don't know what because this one no smoking after surgery increases your risk dramatically. Uh, no, it's the person is saying it's the smoke itself is that causes the issues. Uh, is it? It's not. <laughs> Just me. This is. This is some pothead going, yeah, man, it's the smoke and it it's bad on the socket. I I mean, so this is take this as like with a grain of salt. Okay. Um in 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 our like little bit of talk we had about alveolitis, which mm-hmm. I guess is the dry socket name. Okay. If you're gonna get real fancy about it. Um I we talked about like it being the negative pressure of smoking. Right. But I also don't remember like any hardcore data about it. So I like I I don't know. I I, I do remember that we have this guy in, in my study club who teaches at the dental school named Ernie Luce. Okay. And Ernie's awesome. And Ernie did a big like systematic review of every 
piece of literature he could find on the straw, you know, like don't drink through a straw. Okay. And he couldn't find like any literature that supported that. Really? That supported not drinking through a straw. He's like straw, like that's all that's just like made up bullshit. It's just like stuff to put on a, a form, you know, okay. like just, just like stuff to fill time, you know, to tell somebody. Kind of like the early advice with the Corona pandemic. Oh, we should make negative pressure rooms just because it's yeah, not- like all that, all that bullshit. Right? It's not like a good idea. Exactly. No science, but okay. Right. Um, yeah. So I, I don't, I don't know. Um, where, where did he say he was a five days out to me at five days? You're pretty safe. You're fine. I feel like it's like day two to four are like the, the uh-huh. wheelhouse days. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you do more surgery than I do. Do you feel the same? It's like, if yeah. you're going to get a dry socket, it's like day two to like, if, yeah. once you, once you're pushing a week, especially yeah. it's like, yeah, there's not. Yeah. If I get a phone call, it's been a week and they're like, yeah, can you take a look? Uh, uh, no, it's your, your week out. You're fine. Um, let's look at his post history. Uh, one of the posts in the subreddit of wisdom teeth. Jesus. Why is there? F- if you click on the subreddit of wisdom teeth, the title of it is wisdom teeth extraction support sub. <clears throat> Do we okay. need ex- wisdom teeth extraction support? Only if you were uh, given a participation trophy. I, I feel like it's, you know, cystic fibrosis. Yeah. We probably need a support sub yeah. for that. You know? Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I don't think you need one for getting your thirds out. I doubt he it. posted the same thing in that Gra- gravity bong to avoid dry sockets. <clears throat> yeah. Same. I mean, yeah, same kind of thing. I mean, like why wouldn't you just hit an edible? Yeah. Let's go that way. I mean, it's, there's just other options, you know, if there were no edibles mm-hmm. and you really needed to get high, I guess that's fine. But it seems like it's just everybody has free access to edibles now. Yeah. Um, this is interesting. Uh, a, a post in the subreddit of stocks, Walmart to 150. This was a month ago. There's lines to get into Walmart like it was a Black Ops 2 game at GameStop on drop night just to shop at Walmart. No reason stock won't go up at least ten dollars when they butt fuck earnings tomorrow. <laughs> uh, so I guess I guess they had a great earnings call a month ago, but their stock really didn't go up. So he was wrong. Huh. What a guy who's like insisting on smoking a gravity bong does not have good financial advice. <laughs> Uh, he also had another post in the subreddit of penny stocks, um, recommending a penny stock that uh, was removed by the moderator. Oh, um, <laughs> <laughs> so probably didn't do so great. So. Yeah, sounds like it. Um, I I don't know if I. W- <laughs> this is a wide array between the two posts about getting high after getting his wisdom teeth out, and financial discussions. That's it. That's the uh-huh. only. He has four posts. It's an interesting, <laughs> it's an interesting uh, uh, post history, I guess I would say. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, maybe not t- take stock advice from dudes who are uh, hitting a gravity bong five yeah. days after their wisdom teeth are out. Probably not a good idea. I mean, Coke, like if I if 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 my stock advisor is going to be on a drug, I want it to be Coke. Absolutely. 
I want like Ronald Reagan, 1984. Less like, than zero for sure. Yeah. Like just, just rails of Coke. Mm-hmm. I want Wolf of Wall Street, you know, Jordan Belfort, just, mm-hmm. just snorking that stuff up, man. Not, I don't want a gravity bump. No. I want somebody coked up. Absolutely. Handling my finances. <laughs> for sure. Uh, Lance, do you have a song this week? I do. Good. Hey, share this with your friends. Uh, you got any friends who are nutritionists and into dental nutrition and want to want to talk about um, the uh, possibility of something called cum carries? Let them know about the show. It's probably the only place they're going to get that content. <laughs> um, hit us up with a rating. Uh, what's your favorite number, Lance? Big fan of five. I believe the Seahawks are five and zero. Oh. Five and zero. Oh. So there we go. It's, we like that. Works for me. Let's we'll see how it goes. At least for one more week, for sure. We have a bye yeah. this week. Okay, good. So you're <laughs> the the 72 Miami Dolphins can't uh-huh. open their bottle of champagne yet. Not yet. Hit us up on the web, workinginterferences.com. Hit us up on all of the social bullshits. Uh, Facebook, Working Interferences with Josh and Lance. Funny shit for dentists and dental team members. Twitter, at Winterferences. Instagram, at Winterferences. Lance can be found on Instagram, at DMD. I can be found on Instagram, at DDS. Smash that follow button. Lance, tell me about the song you picked. Are you familiar with the group Lovely the Band? I am not familiar with that group. Well, they had a song that was kind of popular about two years ago called Broken. And uh, since I'm broken, I <laughs> I decided I'm going to use... They have an acoustic version. So I chose the acoustic version of Broken. So I'm not, I don't really know much about the band as far as you know, where they're from or anything like that. They're from but, LA, it looks like. Okay. Um... They formed in 2016. Their band consists of Mitchie Collins. He's <laughs> a vocalist. Okay. I've never heard the name Mitchie. Before. I'm not familiar either. Um, Jordan Greenwald and Sam Price. So it's okay. a three-man band. All righty. The band Power is trio. most popular for their single Broken, which charted on Billboard uh, several U.S. Billboard charts. So yeah, you picked. Uh, usually, you pick a deep cut. I didn't go that deep this time. Well, when the lead singer is Mitchy, <laughs> right? How deep do you want to go? Um, I've never heard the name. I've. Really? I mean, obviously, I like I bet you heard it. You had, well, I've heard the name Mitch, but I've never heard the sort of like oh. childlike familiarity of adding a Y on the end of it, like Timmy or yeah. Freddie, uh-huh. or, or Lancey. <laughs> I've never heard Mitchie. It's just always Mitch. Yeah, yeah. We have a local radio DJ that uh, did the sports radio for years. Uh, his name is Mitch, and Mitch in the morning. And um, but it wasn't Mitchie in the morning. But every once in a while, someone would call him Mitchie the kid. Okay. So I'd heard it, but I mean, it wasn't a regular. It wasn't his. I've heard Mitchie before. So. It just—it's too close to itchy. <laughs> itchy and scratchy. I've, I got a, uh, I don't know if you can see this. Yeah. I got a rash on my, hey. on, on like, it's like where my watch would go. Okay. Um, and so, but I also got it like on the inside of my elbow. It's not as bad there now. Uh, hmm. But I got it. I, I found it uh, Saturday morning when I woke up and I, on Friday, I did a master class for ACT Dental University. Okay. Um, and so like I got dressed up to do it. I put on a coat and a tie. Um, pants? And I wore, I uh, did wear actually, cause I had to go to the office to record. Oh. So I did wear pants. Okay. Um, 
And uh, I put on a nice watch. And um, I think I posted on an Instagram story. And the next day I woke up and my wrist was broken out. So then I thought like, oh, there must've been something on my watch. But then also the inside of my elbow, only on one arm was broken out. So I rubbed like Lidex on it for the last couple of days. It has not gotten any better. So this, today I started taking a Medrol dose back. And I take a Benadryl mm-hmm. um, and it's like, it's worse today than it was. So wow. I don't know what's happening with this thing. But uh, I, if I told Andrea, if I can't wear a watch like for the yeah. rest of my life, I'm going to fucking kill myself. Yeah. It's just my, like, I love watches. It's they're like literally one of my favorite things. And if like my skin is allergic to watches, so I've been wearing my Apple watch on my right hand, <laughs> like a fucking left-hander. Uh-huh. Weird. weird. It's very weird. That is so weird. anyway, so there's, there's your Mitchie Collins right there. Yeah. Um, with my, so with my, you're broken rash. too. I'm broken with my rash. <laughs> I, I'd rather have a rash rash on my wrist than have, um, <laughs> have to have cardio version. Um, so, you yeah. know, I'll take my, I'll okay. take my lot in life compared to yours, but, uh, yeah. who knows? Who knows? Jane, Joan, whatever. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> for, uh, for Lance Timmerman, I'm Josh Austin. Peace. Stay fresh. Mitchie bags. <laughs>
Lonely, lonely like me. 